0: Welcome to What The Hex, your source for Warhammer Underworlds and under 30 ways to sidestep the meta altogether. I'm your co-host Davey and with me as always my co-host Phil. How are you doing, Phil? Hey, doing pretty good. Uh, good to hear. Uh, we are coming at you on the 31st of July um, and that's our context to say that where's that Hexbane go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? <In laughs> weeks? Uh, I haven't I heard know. anything. <laughs> I know. We know about uh, we know about their eventual arrival, but uh, still waiting for the pre-order announcement. Um, hopefully more about that soon. So, yeah, uh, seriously. Today we're going to talk about uh some ideas. There was one we were kicking around, and uh, one that was uh a listener had requested uh that we we kind of discuss uh a little bit of the we we'd mentioned in passing, like some of these decks we'd seen that looked like they were um not even necessarily counter meta, but something outside the meta. Um, So we're going to talk about some of that and some examples uh, where we think it's at and uh, we'll get there. So uh, before we get to that, though, we got some community shout outs. Uh, Phil, you got anything?
1: Yeah. So I, so it actually goes well with this um, as a topic. So Jacko from, uh, the tabletop sydney channel his blog the glory seekers blog uh he posted a rundown of his um claw pack deck and uh the sort of like super hyper aggro version that he was playing with that really gunning to try and take out the enemy leader sort of at all costs Mm -hmm. um and it is it's leveraging a lot of really interesting stuff it's definitely like throwing caution to the wind to try and get that leader kill. So um, I thought it was a cool, cool, different idea, a uh, different way to play. And uh, definitely is, is one that fits with this sort of sidestepping the meta kind of thing because all out aggro is not something we've seen um, a ton of in the recent past. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: I got to read it too. I, I like, uh, I like anything that's uh trying something different sometimes those uh, crazy experiments pay off so yeah uh we got a final reminder for the next next hex that's coming up on august 7th it'll be a sunday come up and play with us in madison we'll be playing championship format uh we'll have a link in the show notes or you can just go to themortalrealms.com and uh navigate to our events and we'll uh we'll uh, get you signed up um just five bucks to play should be a good time. Um, I think one other community shout out is, uh, the, uh, path to glory podcast is just had uh Nick Ramon on. We had him, uh, just a couple episodes ago, uh, talking ghouls. Um, and, uh, uh, they also talk some meta, and so that's a that's another angle to look at this, and so that's kind of a good contextual. Uh, those are some fellows who play an awful lot, so uh, getting Absolutely. a sense of how they how they uh, rate it and such is worthwhile. Um, but that's what's
1: going on with them, Phil. What the hex is going on with you? I have unfortunately been traveling a little bit for work, so I have not gotten to do any sort of hobbying or playing many games Mm. for a while now, Uh, but uh, we're going to be kicking off our next league for our local group uh, this coming week, so definitely looking forward to that, getting ready. Um, Should be a good time. Yeah, for sure.
0: Uh, I think there's a lot of a lot of people hungry. You got uh, even some new players that are are taking a look at it. So yeah, yeah, sure, uh, yeah. looking forward to that. Uh, myself, I made it out for a Thursday here. Uh, I got to uh, rumble. I actually, uh, I took a deck that you had built since you weren't going to be there. I wanted to try it out. So I was a little more uh, educated about it when we got to talking about it a little later today. That's the kind of research you can expect from this <laughs> podcast listeners. Yes. Uh, that's what we're there for. Um, actually it was just, uh, my excuse to play a war band. I really like, uh, but, uh, besides that, um, I'm also been, uh, teaching my daughter, her, uh, friend knows how to play. Uh, he's come with to a couple of league nights now, uh, and mm-hmm. she yep. is interested in playing, but she's somebody who really wants to have a good grasp of something before she kind of gets out in front of strangers and such. Uh, yeah. even as welcoming as our, as our crew is, um, and uh it might be a topic at at some point down the line it's pretty niche but uh uh there might be something there about uh kind of how to teach somebody who is just totally you know new like she she plays more board games than i think somebody her age uh often does but uh but she doesn't have any miniature background uh or anything like that obviously so um really trying to start it from scratch so it's not so frustrating. I've kind of uh, taken some tips from actually uh, I, I remember some stuff that Max Bernstein talked about a while ago and it's been, it's been working out and it's been fun. So yeah, nice. Uh, more on that another time, maybe, but yeah. for now our main topic, uh, against the meta, uh, we're talking about how to sort of sidestep it or, or what, uh, options there are for, um, a little bit of lateral thinking, I think, is uh, how it came up. And this uh, this one really comes from, well, like we said, a listener request, but also from, uh, Phil, some stuff you were playing around with. Um, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that it was, it was kind of... Uh, I think we talked a little on the last episode, right? You, yeah. you
1: had the spark when you got a little uh, fed up a bit. <laughs> uh, I think I played into Brian's... Uh, uh, the dread pageant dread pageant yeah yeah played in the dread pageant i think one too many times and got a little <laughs> sick of the like all right who's gonna have the right power card now yeah uh situation where it was like we both know that whoever comes with the final power card in this action phase is gonna be able to score a bunch of glory and whoever ends up being pushed off or whatever yeah is gonna be left out in the cold uh, mm-hmm. and it was like you know what i should just like find some way to not have to do this yeah um
0: and i i think we can both say like uh just be clear that we don't think that's like a bad way to play or anything like we've had some tremendous games that were exactly like that like back in the uh malog uh you were doing malog control and i was doing Steelheart's control (laughs) (laughs) yes and i think of the you know of the what uh how many activations is there is 12 24 activations in the game uh, you know, I think maybe 14 of them were drawing power cards or something that. Yeah, ridiculous. yeah, of course. Uh, uh, but those were, you know, those were tense. Those were awesome games, but sometimes you just need to change it up. Uh, yeah. But if we were going to talk about sidestepping the meta, we'd have to sort of define it. And uh, uh, disclaimer this is just our take on it. Um, like I said, there's plenty of other places you can look for a, another
1: definition. But Phil, how do you see it right now? So I think the the way the objective pool has played out has sort of pushed the meta, at least as far as I can tell, we're really in a like flip and, uh, stand in cover kind of meta. What, Um, what makes it the flip? So I think, I think it's basically the two, I I'd say probably the, the two main surges right now that pretty much everyone can run and are very powerful. Um, so we've got the um, the yep. sudden revelation, mm-hmm. which is just super easy glory. So like, I guess I think everybody knows at this point, but you just flip two uh, feature tokens in a power step for one glory. That's quite simple. And then the other one is ever downwards where mm. you delve three times or mm-hmm. um, Or if you can, you can have your leader delve in enemy territory just the one time. And that's sometimes almost impossible to stop. And so I think those two like sort of starts people down a path of Mm -hmm. like, well, I know I'm going to care about these two because they're Mm -hmm. so simple. So we're flipping anyway. So then maybe I'll even include shadow elimination. So now I have three for flipping. And then You know, and then it's like, well, now I'm going to be standing on cover anyway, so maybe I'll include like horrors in the dark. And, you know, it kind of just snowballs into this thing of like, sure, there's this this sort of set, right, of surges yeah. that are very simple um, and no dice rolling. Yeah, I'd say
0: alternatively to it leading you into something is, uh, maybe there was already something you wanted to do and just didn't have the help for it until recently. And now you do. So I think, I think you have, you have two different decks that are kind of frolicking in this meta. And I, would say it's standing on cover or it's standing on objectives. I think there's, I think there's some builds that are, that are getting a lot of mileage out of standing on objectives and you can break it down further, whether you're somebody like dread pageant, who's going to stand on them in your territory or, uh, or somebody who's going to stand on them in enemy territory, like, uh, like Nick schools, um, make, uh, make good headway with. Um, so yeah, you have, you have these decks that were like, "Ah, I, I already was trying to do that and now I can really do it. And so now they're relevant in the meta and other decks that were like, yeah, those are pretty good. Actually, I can find a build that involves holding, uh, holding things. That's, that's how in the past we've seen things like, um, uh, Thundrix profiteers, you know, not Mm -hmm. on release clearly. They they were not obviously a uh, a hold warband, but I think uh, once people played with them some and found that there was some uh, some options that would help them with that, you know, like yep. hidden purpose at the time and that sort of thing. That so I think there's there's other warbands that are discovering like, well, actually, I'm I'm good to
1: uh, I can mess with some feature feature tokens. That sounds that sounds good. I can do something with that. So yeah, yeah, for sure. And and with some of the stuff for scoring um, in cover. There's mm-hmm. so much cover right now that like mm-hmm. it 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 becomes almost trivial to have a couple mm-hmm. fighters in cover, and because and, it gives the defense boost as well, it's like right almost and all- and synergizes with uh, quite a few cards that are that are out there. Yeah, right? yeah, they're really pushing it right now to be like if you're in cover, you get this bonus or whatever. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's definitely uh, it's definitely helping a lot of. Uh, sort of those middle of the road strategies as well. Um, so like control play is really strong right now. Um, there's lots of powerful power cards that can do lots of <laughs> nice little tricks. Yeah. Um, so things like, uh, Shadeborn and soul raid are definitely seeing, I mean, I think soul raid was already seeing a lot of play and I think mm-hmm. they are continuing to see a lot of play. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, <clears throat> at least that's that's what I have sort of been seeing. I know there's there's some other things. Um, yeah, uh,
0: let, let me revisit the power cards thing. Like you you mentioned power cards, you felt like power cards are king right now, and some of these will come down to who's got the right power cards. And again, for more discussion on that, uh, the I'm I'm going to continue to call it uh, sleeve it or heave it. Um, yeah, the yeah. it or Heave it segment. Yeah, uh, they did sure. an adapted one where they, they talk about, uh, dark inversion. Yes. Um, and this is the one where you can, uh, swap two feature tokens that are empty. And so there's a big thing going on right now. Like, uh, if, if both sides are trying to hold more objectives then the side that can get that out before the object, before the feature tokens are no longer empty, uh, is, as a as an edge yeah. and so is yep. that good or bad for the game um and i think uh you know I, I won't preempt their discussion my my only take is that uh uh i think particularly for players who've been playing a long time or who are, are pretty good at you you uh i think it's important to sort of uh separate your emotional response to a you know a <laughs> bad luck moment you know like a. Yes. uh I don't even want to call it a negative player experience, but like you, you know, you, you can be disappointed, but there's ways to play through things. And I, I think, uh, yeah. I think sometimes people can get like too much attached to the, the, the bad feeling they had right in that moment and, and think a card is busted yeah. as a result. So, yeah,
1: just because you got dunked on doesn't necessarily <laughs> mean that it's, uh, yeah. bad for the game. Yeah. Unless I got dunked on and then it <laughs> is bad for the game. So, of course.
0: Yep. Uh, but yeah, and, and so we, we talk about the different war bands that have kind of seen a step up. You know, uh, Dread Pageant are happy to have more stuff to be, you know, more things to incentivize them for standing on things. And um, Whereas the other ones like uh, Gitz or Sepulchral Guard, who had some things that had some natural inclinations to hold. And now that there's uh ways to get things and there's there's nuances in all this like gets uh the more easy surges the better they are cuz the faster they can inspire yep very, the faster very. they can inspire the less they bleed etc etc um yeah. and then uh like you said soul raid's always there and i was going to i kind of had soul raid as an outlier but here's the thing with like a a meta you know so like I, the, there are soul raid builds that that care about you know that use like uh horrors in the dark or you know whatever that um we're going to be on uh, certain feature tokens, uh, mm-hmm. they may not be as all out hold as some other things. Um, but your, your meta is not just styles, but the war bands you tend to see uh, a lot. And so anyone who is looking to compete at a higher level should have a plan against soul raid, Absolutely. Uh, so when we talk about sidestepping, what we're talking about is either a strategy that people aren't expecting, uh, or. A, a war band altogether that people are not practiced against, which may also include a strategy that people aren't expecting. Uh, and they have to kind of, yeah. it slows them down. It gives them more decisions that they don't have any muscle memory for, you know? Yeah. Um, if you have played against, I don't know, Shadeborn often enough, you might be okay. Well, if I can get the leader down early enough, I'm, I'm in a good position. Um, that sort of yeah. thing. So, yeah. Um, That's the angle we're taking.
1: Yeah. And this is some stuff we've talked about before in some of the like dark horse. If for folks who've been listening before, uh, sometimes we talk about like tournament strategies and like going as a dark horse, um, just doing things that people aren't expecting. You can just catch people off guard. Um, This is kind of in that same vein as well in that, Mm. like a strategy can just catch people off guard, but that I guess to just to make sure we have the distinction that is like playing something that's off the wall, with the intent of using the surprise factor to try and get a leg up mm. in that one instance. Whereas this is probably more of like a consistent strategy mm-hmm. that is just not something that everybody's doing. Right. Yes.
0: You went through and uh, kind of brainstormed or, or went through some of the things that we've we've considered as uh, as possible other options. Um, yeah. What, what were some of the things you you thought of? You know, having having defined the meta as feature tokens are important, um, and power cards are king, uh, and it's a battle over who can hold those with you know all the nuances that come with uh, with that. Uh, where where did you? What are some of the uh, things you got?
1: Yeah, so so I guess I the reason that I did this is I was thinking like, okay, what else could I do? Um, Mm -hmm. And so the the first thing I was thinking about is how can I just find a strategy where I don't care as much about doing what everyone else is doing because there's Mm -hmm. just naturally more competition. Mm -hmm. So I initially actually wanted to just look and see what there is right now for magic, Um, trying to do like a spell slinger build again. Uh, I think the card pool isn't quite built out enough to go all the way spell slinger again like we used to Mm. be able to do uh back Mm -hmm. in night vault but i think it's getting closer and i Mm -hmm. wouldn't be shocked if if we add a few more objectives if suddenly it can be there
0: sure um there's a few pretty fuego spells out there yeah like uh i think uh some of my favorites are the quintox bubble is real powerful yeah and then uh hypnotic aspect is another distraction-esque
1: card Uh, and those are few and far between these days so yeah yeah you can get some really interesting stuff going right now um Mm. i think the thing that's holding it back at least from what i could tell is that you just don't have enough ways to score with it so you can build a good power deck you're saying but like your objective deck struggles i think the power deck is pretty solid but i think Mm -hmm. that the objectives you're like really low glory ceiling and then it's Mm. just kind of like well what if the dice don't go my way <laughs> now? What am I looking at doing?
0: Sure. And that's a fair point. Like glory ceiling. I think, uh, I undervalued that when I went in, we talked a little bit about it when I, when I was talking about, uh, going into the vassal brawl. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, I think we tend to play with some lower glory ceilings here. So I've been able to, uh, get away with it a little bit, uh, going in there. Like if you didn't have, if you didn't have great gains in a way to score it, uh, you are probably playing a little bit from behind, um, mm-hmm. and so, uh, so part of the meta or is not just you know controlling these feature tokens and we're standing on them, but uh, keeping pace, right? So
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know what everyone's average is right now, but I feel like it's high teens at least. Um, and if you're playing gets, you have a real strong chance of breaking over twenty glory in a game. Mm. Mm -hmm. because they have their infestation for five Mm -hmm. um so it is something you have to consider i mean just because like hey this could be a strong strategy like you still might just get outscored so right right something to consider uh but so you know that's a that's an area to watch uh something i noticed when i was looking at those as well is that the um grand alliance cards i think are going to make a big difference in who ends up being like the viable magic users sure um chaos i think right now has some decent cards for magic but unfortunately Mm. you don't have very many good chaos casting warbands so yeah yeah uh that's that's another weird like just spot where it's like man we just had these shifted a little bit there's something else there yeah there's uh
0: there's always the thedra magic build when you need it oh yeah Uh, you know (laughs) the
2: classic
0: (laughs) or but i mean even even along those lines like Uh, you make a good point. You know, it's, it, it needs to be that complete package, right? Because there, uh, you could have, uh, you could have a great, uh, card, you know, like Zarsha, uh, Bitter Soul has some, Well used to be two amazing gambit spells. Uh, now one of them is not so great since things start uh, looking at cover, but mm-hmm. uh, whispers of chaos or something like that, that, you know, pushes somebody and then either damages them or gives them a move token. It's like, what? Yeah, it's yeah, uh yeah. it's bananas. <laughs> good. Uh, but the problem is that you are running it and she's like the, the weak point in that war band, you know? So right. she's the part that caves and you're one deep. So uh, that's, that's always the issue uh, in there. But yeah uh it could be you you need you need the uh power cards you need the uh objective cards and you need the fighters to support it and that's a that's a tough
1: yeah tough thing to find so always tough um since there's so few warbands with more than one caster you really need somebody who's gonna last if you're gonna play magic so i mean we, uh, we save so
0: few is it two is it vampires and curse breakers yes (laughs) (laughs) yes
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is in fact actually just two um yeah. but uh i mean it's not to say that some of the warbands with a single caster can't do well um, mm. like um you know vortimus has pulled his weight in the past mm-hmm. but it tended to be that if you were gonna do that you could do it better like the card pool just worked better for the other warbands anyway yeah. um so we'll we'll have to sort of just watch that space i think but it was it was something to consider it felt like maybe there was enough but i think maybe not quite if somebody Mm. else disagrees i would love to see a magic (laughs) um i was trying to look at like what other types of control builds are available is there something with like just movement and positioning Mm. not on tokens but like some of the old ways that we could do movement and positioning stuff and really they've pretty much just pruned that out of the game it exists a little bit yeah i my
0: take on this is that there might be something there that i i think uh i believe it's craig he's on the discord he he talks about a, a ripa's illusion build that he mm-hmm. uh, played around it seems to have had some success with um, i think it cares about features a little bit but not not a yeah. ton yeah but what not it's really as much yeah, you're, you're leaning to the illusions, scoring off the illusions. And, uh, uh, as you know, like as soon as you do that, as soon as you're heavy illusion, all of a sudden silver lining becomes a much more reliable score. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and so it's one that has this, uh, this way of scoring that maybe doesn't need the features so bad, but here's, here's the thing. Like if we reach way back into like season two, when we talk about this, when we tried to say that there were three, you know, main types, there was, uh, control, there was hold objective and there was aggro. And we would say aggro, uh, beats hold objective, hold objective beats control and control beats aggro. Uh, right now the meta feels sort of hold objectively, right? Because it's It's, these, it's these big end phase scores. Uh, and so even if you find a way to kind of stand off, uh, unless you can really disrupt somehow disrupt how somebody else is scoring, uh, the some of those uh those people standing around on feature tokens are just gonna outrace
1: you um and they don't yeah. they don't care that you're you're uh, hanging back or whatever for sure and so i mean and i i forgot that you had mentioned that before but yeah so th- this Rippa's build maybe has enough aggro pieces to sort of help tie yeah. that all together and be mm-hmm. like disruptive just by being Rippas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just going to be <laughs> in people's faces Just keep rolling Um, crits on those bites and you got it, bud. Of course. Perfect. (laughs) It's that easy. Um, And then to kind of go along with this, like I started looking at like, okay, so we've got these map fragment things now and Mm. there's that new key. And it's like, could we do something like old, like way back in the day where you had Molog just sit around and score a bunch of glory just for existing. And it's like, (laughs) eh, we're probably not there yet either. But that was, I think again, a very like control build. Mm. um so i don't know if they're gonna put enough pieces back in the game to do something like that but it it, i think that could also work um but like you said it doesn't play well if your opponent is gonna be able to like outrace you right because if you're both just sitting there racking up glory uh you need to have a high ceiling to be able to make that work right right uh so ultimately then that i was like okay well what if we just said aggro we're just gonna just go stomp face and just not <laughs> care about anything else like the really yeah. old school just like hey shadespire days let's just go punch each other yeah um and at first i was just looking at like hrothgorn and like some of the big punchy war bands mm-hmm. and it just didn't feel like there was enough like guaranteed glory in aggro, I was like, man, there's just so much stuff that relies on dice. And this feels mm-hmm. really bad, mm-hmm. especially against a war a band, like in those matchups where, you know, most of your opponents are going to be scoring a lot in the end phase. Uh, you could, again, you could just get out raced if you just can't hit your attacks. And, and that's always and, sort of the risk, right? Right.
0: Um, uh, I, I saw some, uh, what else did I see? I saw, a Diabler is kind of, uh, and I don't know how far down he probably got distracted by gets again, you know, <laughs> uh, but uh, I remember hopping on uh, at one point on, on Vaseline noticing, oh, he's playing kind of crew. Like I've, I've been messing with them. Like what's going on here. And uh, I think he was maybe thinking he's some, some same thoughts as you are here. were like, what if I do aggro and then load in some stuff that doesn't, you know, that, that makes dice very reliable or doesn't even need them. So uh, in that example, cunning crew, this is a kind of crew that didn't really care about feature tokens.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, didn't want to stand on them. Didn't want to give up, uh, you know, some of those pings or anything, but they have those like, Hey, were you, did you make an attack with two supports? Cool. You scored a surge. Yeah. Uh, something nice. you do. So it doesn't matter what the dice showed. You just got it. Yeah. Um, and kind of crew does have a lot of crazy positioning tricks. Um, so uh, especially yeah. if you're Chad and you're really good at it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, you know, stuff like, um, but impending doom where, where yep. two people are next to somebody. So uh, I, I was like, oh, okay, I, I get it. You know, uh, I don't know how much success he found with it, but that was that was that idea of like, how can I how can I do aggro that sidesteps some of the ways that we're seeing play, but also get reliable glory? Uh, you didn't look at Cunning Crew, though. What did you uh, look at?
1: I did not. I I went. I dug. I dug as deep as you can. <laughs> I went all the way back to the bottom Delved of the well. So deep, yeah. Uh, and dug out the old reavers. Bottom of the
0: blood-filled well. There they yeah, are. There
1: yeah. they are. They they never. They never. I can never leave them alone long. <laughs> uh, Wish I wish I know how to quit them. I know. No, I right? don't. I'm, I'm happy to not. <laughs> uh, they're just too much fun though, right? You got to yeah, just yeah. dig them out every once in a while. But so that's what I ultimately landed on. I don't, I, and now that you mention it, Cunning Crew would probably also be one that you could really make work here, um, but for very different reasons. Um, But yeah, so the, the main thing that I noticed with Reavers is, is that you have ridiculously reliable end phase glory um because you can score glory for being dead uh which basically nobody else can do Mm. sort of their unique trick um and with the current pool because uh pure carnage is part of the essentials kit which Mm -hmm. is the only reason this works (laughs) you can end up with just from pure carnage and your infaction stuff you can score 6 end phase glory for having your own warband and a couple other enemy fighters be dead. Yeah. And that's uh pretty solid. Sure. And uh I mean this is a good callback to Jacko's
0: uh cuz this is the yeah. this is the thing he's leaning into.
1: Same idea. Yeah. He's got pure yeah. carnage and then they have so lateral a, damage, I believe. Yeah, which yeah. you need to get the enemy leader dead to be able to score that. Um but it's the same idea. Dead. Yeah. You have four total fighters dead and killed the enemy leader. Yeah. Which is like corn cares, not, but a little harder.
0: Yeah. Uh, similar to, I think, uh, grass racks to spoilers have, uh, basically a, a corn cares, not, um, that, uh, needs at least one of them to be alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And I was like, oh, it's, it's fair. If you haven't done that, it's pretty, you're, <laughs> yeah. you're in a lot of trouble anyway. Uh, that said though, like I, it's, it's not nothing, you know, like it's, uh, I think as we've found with this, like sometimes you are just all dead and uh it's nice to say like doesn't matter i'm gonna score
1: i have these six glory that will score you know? Yep. you know yep uh there have been many games where i've known that i have it just because i could make sure my own fighters were dead which feels weird uh <laughs> as maybe not maybe the reason why they've never allowed something like this to exist again in the game because they're like that's not how this game should be played and it's like yeah that's what the cards do so yeah um so that was sort of the foundation um, and I was like okay so we have a base of end phase glory which helps mm-hmm. so we're setting that that total glory that we talked about where it's like we need to have a high glory ceiling. What else can we do?
0: Um, yeah and this is this is our kind of take on how I mean ours yours uh, your take on how we we take one of these ideas of like, here's, here's a potential way to sidestep the meta and here's how you run down that rabbit hole, right? Like, so yep. you figured out, okay, I've got a nice base of glory. Uh, what was the next thing you started looking for?
1: So then I just kind of wanted to make sure I was like, okay, let's just double check again. What are the fighters all doing again? Um, mm. so they're all fast. That's helpful. Their base speed four. inspire to speed five, their inspire condition is super simple Mm-hmm. uh have three fighters be out of action doesn't mm-hmm. matter which three yeah um, it can be yours it can be your opponents you just make that happen and they inspire you have a base three damage fighter which is super important mm-hmm. because you want to be able to get fighters dead quickly um and then you just have solid other fighters um mm-hmm. so gives you kind of a nice mix there um so I was like, okay, so I've got enough, you know, just base stats to work with to be aggro because like <laughs> we do need to actually kill people if we're going to play aggro. Mm-hmm. Um, so then it was looking at like, okay, what other, how else can we fill out the end phase to make sure that we have enough glory? The surges will be fine. We can make surges work. Um, there's plenty of really good surges right now. Uh the the strong additions to the ones that I already mentioned are unafraid, because mm-hmm. you just have to be near opponents. And it doesn't matter how many you have to have all your surviving fighters. So sometimes you'll have like one fighter who's kind of out of position for this, but it's not usually too bad. Um, if you get it in turn one, sometimes you just need to mulligan this away. But yeah, um, that's probably the only downside there. And then lost leader you <laughs> started the other one i was like oh another thing you can score for just having a, a fighter be dead
2: <laughs> yeah uh, uh
0: i this one i think um uh, might be a little more controversial uh, i think can you run it run it down for me real quick and then I, I got a thought or two on it
1: yes so this is definitely a controversial pick this was probably the last end phase that i put in the deck um mm. i did not want to run it and because I was like, this is this is going to be too hard. I'm mm-hmm. not going to be able to pick this up. Yes, it's worth two glory. Yes, I only have to have Garrick dead. But like. That's that's risky, um, right? So the card is a duel where you score it in an end phase if your leader is out of action and you have more glory points than each opponent. Mm. Score for two glory.
0: So. I, I think one thing that helps with this, cause this is the, the second caveat is the hard part, right? Like yes. Getting, getting Garrick dead is whatever he's, he's yeah. four you wounds, sure but he's, he's only on one dodge. Like he's, he's going to die. You can uh, make sure he's dead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but having more glory is, is potentially the tricky thing. Uh, but I, what I found worked with it was because you were aggro, you were kind of blitzing in and you were getting maybe an early jump. Uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, a lot of war bands that want to hold things like having that last activation to kind of get on things. Yep. And you're kind of taking that first one. And so you, because you're scoring your end phases first, uh, you have that extra chance to kind of get ahead a
1: little yeah. bit. So yeah. It was, it worked, uh, it worked definitely better than I expected. Same. Um, it has worked very well for me so far. Uh, I've been happy that it's in the deck. Um, I think the only times I haven't scored it, I didn't need it. Hmm. Um, it was games where it was like, oh, this is such a blowout because I just had hot dice where mm-hmm. it was like it doesn't matter. Um Yeah,
0: and there's a card later in the in the power deck that uh is kind of relevant with this as well. We'll we'll mention it when we get there. But yep Is that uh did we cover all the end phase here? Did you have another uh, one?
1: That is all the end phase. We've got it begins, corn is not. Uh oh nope, there is one more. I'm just running them down here at uh, promise of destruction is the other one. Mm. So there's a score in an end phase. If there are one or more persisting gambits, uh, mm. this is one that I, so I threw together sort of like the core. And then I was like, I don't actually know what the right choices are going to be for the rest of the deck until I figured out some other power cards. Mm-hmm. So this is one of those things where I circled back with a few options and then was like, okay, there's enough persisting gambits that promise should be easy Mm -hmm. um so then i threw in promise and then we have unafraid uh pure carnage and lost leader
0: yeah uh you said that these surges were easy did you find that to be the case (laughs) as you're putting them together
1: uh yes except for one yeah Um, and i and i have a, a thought in mind for what to switch out for it but right now uh the The first few choices are pretty easy. So blood for the blood God, which is the infaction, just super simple. Make three charges in a round. Um, And this has the weird caveat of being one of the old surges where you can score it after you drew into it. If you've Mm. already met the condition, which is probably bad that it still works that way. They should probably just erad it, but um, (laughs) it's fine. Yeah. Uh, Everything to prove, Mm -hmm. which gives you primacy as well uh which yeah. is actually kind of big um as in it introduces primacy into play into the deck yes yeah. yeah. is yeah. the only primacy uh-huh. card currently in the deck which then gives you a potential three additional glory to score yeah um uh i would i would probably I would say judge
0: it as a net one because they net
1: probably one. Yeah. Yeah. um but if you can make sure that you take it back uh sure sometimes it's it's just like giving yourself extra end phase glory
0: and everything to prove is a little bit on theme here where you will often score one from losing somebody yeah
1: there will even be times where uh i will purposefully put somebody out sort of lamb to slaughter situation to be like look at look at this arnulf (laughs) look at this Targor. don't you want to hit this Targor? (laughs) because um yeah they're they're so easy to take out but uh, seed glory can be pretty important at the beginning of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so throwing them away is perfectly viable. Uh, then, branching fate. Um, mm-hmm. You have plenty of ways to add dice, uh, plenty of ways to get rerolls. So, branching fate ends up being fairly reliable. Uh, you don't know exactly when it's going to come up, but it comes up pretty frequently. Sure. And then, contest of equals similar idea. It's just kind of going to happen. And then Reckless Swing, which you can guarantee will come up in a lot of matchups. Three fighter warbands, it's tough, Mm. but you don't see a ton of those right now. So I figured it was worth the gamble. Um, If you have one surge that's sort of out of reach, that's not the end of the world. Sure, sure. Did you talk about let the blood flow? Yeah, so (laughs) so then the last one is let the blood flow, which is not reliable at all, but is greedy and felt like an interesting thing to try um i will say it has been quite difficult um for folks who don't know let the blood flow is a reaver specific surge uh you will score it immediately if three or more of your fighters have made successful attack actions in a phase it's a big ask um but you do get two glory out of it and it is also one that you can score after drawing the card Mm. uh so sort of double dipping in that sense
0: um yeah what i what i found is that the challenge is that in the first round uh any at you it's tough to find an accuracy boost from upgrades because you got to get yep. the seed glory in the second round uh you might start the round with three or maybe four fighters but uh you you really you're really kind of sweating watching you know who's mm-hmm. attacked, who's hit. Um, uh, so it, it's tough. And then with uh, with blood for the blood god being in there, with uh, did you make three charges? Um, that one can also be in trouble as you uh, proceed later into the game. So the two of it's those, yep. Yeah, uh, that one's obviously easier because there's no dice involved. But uh, yep
1: did you did you have something else you considered for this? Yes, and I think that it's pretty at this point. I think I would just make the change, and it's. Um, What's it called uh it's it's the one for either charging six hexes or making a kill mm-hmm. at range three plus you won't winged get death <laughs> yeah. yes winged death uh and you just have enough speed boosts here that you can just make that happen mm-hmm. um and you can even add a third one if you wanted to yeah
0: okay yeah i, I totally overlooked that i i tried finding another two glory surge that i'd consider <laughs> um yeah, I just interestingly by one yeah and that that's that's uh that's a good option i played around with the idea of false apotheosis which is uh two glory if you take a fighter out that has three upgrades but that has the the flip problem where it is uh you are not going to score it in the first round because nobody's going to have three upgrades in the first round and then sometimes whichever person has three upgrades is the one you're ignoring you're like okay let that person do whatever they want i'm going to kill everybody else Mm -hmm. um so uh I didn't. Uh, I I tried to play your deck exactly as you as you'd uh, sent it to me. Uh, so I didn't actually sub that one in, but it was mm-hmm. something that I thought would be worth just trying out, and seeing uh, with with Mulligans yeah. and such. Could you get it to a point where it would be helpful?
1: I so. think I think there's actually a handful of Kill Surges you could use. Mm-hmm. Um, I just w- was trying to stay away from Kill Surges just because sometimes you're not going to get the kills when you need to sure um, it's that weird timing thing of like i need to get yeah. a kill while i'm holding this card in my hand and if mm-hmm. i can't then i'm you know stuck mm-hmm. so um i'm not opposed to putting in kill surges i would definitely try them i thought about them but i was like i think just the charge stuff would be more consistent mm-hmm. um yeah if you did really want to
0: kill surge i think in cold blood might be it this is yeah. uh take somebody out who is, uh, unwounded. Um, you can end up with some pretty high damage, uh, yes. s- strikes in there. And, uh, also Arnulf happens to be an assassin. Uh, he so he can just sometimes all those Arnulf kills are just going to rake them in for you. So they
1: sure will. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that is the objective deck and, and it, so if you sub out, let the blood flow, it ends up being 17 glory, Mm -hmm. Um, if you leave it as is it's 18 but yeah i think let the blood flow is is probably too greedy Um, yeah you're not going to score that consistently enough so well yeah what i did like about
0: this was that your your glory total was higher than i expected for this
1: um and when you consider that you're hopefully scoring up from kills as well it's like oh all right Yeah. yeah yeah um and like i said the the end phase glory is fairly automatic Mm -hmm. Um, there's a few things where it's not like, like I said, unafraid, you can kind of end up in some difficult situations there. Um, but like corn care is not pure carnage. Like those better be pretty much automatic here because that's the whole idea of the deck. If you can't make that happen, then something's gone horribly wrong. Yeah. Um, or I guess maybe very well, like, I guess if you just wipe your opponent off the board in turn one or something (laughs) like Theoretically, <laughs> that's possible, but um, usually yeah. then you're also ahead anyway. Yeah. Uh, well, then how did you make this plan
0: happen? What does the power power deck look like?
1: Yeah, so started out with like making sure we have the good stuff from the Reavers. So mm-hmm. there, I think they basically have three and technically there's a fourth that I don't include. Um, it's just one there's like they have a draw card um mm. you get a kill you can draw two power cards which is pretty great um but i think dark sacrifice is more reliable right now this is but, one of yours that I get two. yep yeah yeah but so i included blood offering which is you deal one damage to one of your fighters so that they can get plus two dice in the next attack action mm-hmm. um so one you just need accuracy boosts plus two dice is really good mm-hmm. and then uh, this has the side effect of well one you can kill your own fighters with it if you really have to um, <laughs> right you right see there's actually a couple of different things in here that let you do that and yeah. then uh it also means that the fighter that you use this on can't give away primacy
0: yes yeah um, uh, i tried my cunning crew against you and i found exactly this problem where i was like we were pretty tight and I was like i should really try and steal primacy back and i'm looking at the board I'm like actually don't have that many options he's got a lot of wounded dudes out there yeah like uh so it, it made my decisions more difficult
1: yeah um and in a lot of the cases with like one and three wound fighters mm. or, well two and three wound fighters <laughs> uh having them suffer one damage basically is like there's no difference if they get hit mm. they're probably dead anyway mm. um and so it's like well i'd rather that I'd be more accurate and not give up primacy then try and ha- keep an extra wound. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have fueled by slaughter. So this card is ridiculous.
0: Yeah. Okay. This is the card that uh, hasn't <laughs> always been like an auto include, but um, it, it, this is the uh, reaction after any fighter is killed. So friendly or enemy. Uh, and it can be from an attack action or a ploy. That takes a fighter out of action. Then a friendly fighter can make an attack action. Yeah, Uh and this is one of those cards that kind of bends the board state. Um It had an unexpected synergy when I tried it out with uh, Reckless Swing because yeah. I charge into a position to score Reckless Swing, uh, and like yeah, it kind of sucks. I'm giving a support. I didn't have uh, I didn't have a, a scything attack to to throw out, but all of a sudden even if you make that kill now you're still standing next to someone and they have to think like okay like do i swing on this idiot who charged and is not going to swing again but actually maybe he will because i haven't seen fueled by slaughter um i this is this is one of those cards that is uh hurts my brain to play against Uh, (laughs) if you can if you can get some uh other cards to complement it which you have like there's the there's the rogue play of like Well, Arnulf is staggering on on one health. Uh, Maybe I'll just blood offering him uh, and use that to trigger fuel by slaughter to have say chop somebody in half. Yeah, it's
1: uh, there's some really interesting plays here. The the other crazy thing is that it doesn't have a range restriction on this. Mm. Um, So if you have attacks with reach, you can do some weird stuff where you're like, not even standing adjacent and suddenly you're throwing axes at people. Yeah. Yep, uh, they would. Uh, I don't think they would print this card right now uh, into the game. It's probably not something that you would ever see again. But I think the Reavers kind of need it, so uh, I think it's okay for them. Sure. Um, and like you said, it's it's powerful. So it was like, yep, this has to go in. Extra attacks out of sequence are going to be really powerful. Um, and while I don't care so much about how many wounds my fighters have sometimes making sure that you aren't going to lose a fighter in and around in a, or in the next activation is really important mm. and so insensate is one card that I've always run with reverse mm. because you can make very reckless charges and then guarantee that your fighter doesn't die right away right yeah uh, it's it's one of those cards so they we were
0: talking about this the last uh, local play night where I think in this deck, this card doesn't explicitly help your win condition. And so you have to look at it really hard. It is yeah. a great card, inarguably a great card. Yep. Uh, but a card being great is not reason enough. Like if I put every card that was great that I could into a deck, I'd have a 50 power card deck, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, and so this is a card I've looked at a few times uh, as we've kind of passed this uh, deck back and forth um, to say like, okay, is this... I know it's really good. Is it helping me do this? And I think it might be just good enough that, that it does. But uh, yeah.
2: So um, yeah. Go ahead.
1: So the main the main reasoning for having it is it sets up uh, future things for like fueled by slaughter. Mm-hmm. Or it can, if I'm expecting a charge into a sake who hasn't gotten to go yet, mm-hmm. um, it can be a way to make sure that I get to make a big swing um, yeah. later in the round yeah uh i don't really use it to save like just to be like i don't want to lose any fighters because i definitely want to lose fighters it's just a timing thing so i'll only use it very sparingly yeah um and usually either after i've done something stupid like charged (laughs) into the midst of three or four fighters or uh when i'm trying to set up a future attack Mm. right
0: um Uh making those charges how do you how are you getting up there
1: yeah so we got a couple different ways um the first one that i included was <laughs> reckless rush mm-hmm. uh which this was some who who called out in the discord that this was like a sneaky this was from the episode that we did for like underrated cards yeah i don't remember i'm sorry i don't remember who uh called it out but i was like that is definitely interesting uh and so then i was looking at this for these fighters and i was like their base speed four so you play this they're speed eight that is nuts and if they're inspired they're speed 10 and i was like <laughs> you can get anywhere on the board with this and it deals a damage to your fighter so again you can like set up the fighter to go charge off onto somebody and not give up the primacy if they're in there mm-hmm um, and like if if you need to go kill a specific fighter, like a leader or something, you can just use this to be like nowhere is safe. Yeah. Um. So that was the first one that I included because it seemed really powerful. Mm-hmm. And then I included outrun death uh, one because it's plus two move, but then also mm-hmm. because it's a persisting gambit and it can make you a quarry, which every so often will help with everything to prove. I think I've mm-hmm. only scored everything to prove this way one time but like at least it's there as an option uh but the plus two move on a gambit is nice um pushing up to either speed six or speed seven um, usually gets you where you want to go um and then the other option is actually one that i intended to change out and haven't done yet but as barging forward um this is a theoretical push two on average because you're scattering five Mm -hmm. um in practice it's never worked out quite that well um it's usually just like a push one Mm. uh and i've never actually gotten to use it with carsis just because in the games where i've drawn it he ended up dead too early Mm. um but there's the chance of using it to deal one damage because he's a brawler yes yeah um so that sort of was just like a hey, this is just an extra thing. I was thinking that, like, well, on average, it should be pushed too. So that should be pretty good. But, like, it's so just random that you just can't rely on it. Mm. Um, so I was thinking either Membranous Wings as another option or uh, a different push card, probably a multi push card. But I think Membranous Wings probably works best, especially for switching out to um, Winged Death. Hmm. that way we have three ways to help the charges get better Mm -hmm. um already mentioned dark sacrifice is just in there for the extra card draw Mm -hmm. um and then another piece to help with charges just to be more efficient is mighty swing Mm, Um, yes (laughs) which anybody who's been on the receiving end of a sake mighty swing knows why this is scary yeah
0: I plays nicely with Reckless Swing. Uh, it actually works with this upgrade that Frenzy. It's one of their few faction upgrades that you take yep. because uh, if it's part of a charge, every attack in that Scything attack uh, is, is affected by Frenzy. Yeah, plus um, one dice. So, so
1: yeah, pretty solid there. Um, this was actually one I wasn't completely sure I should include. Um, but after sort of building out the rest of the deck, I thought it it makes sense. It has a home here uh sake being three damage scything could be really Mm -hmm. really bad um and then Mm -hmm. there's also the the very rare case where you can use garrick to do it when he's getting extra glory for kills Mm -hmm. Um, which is nice but not something to rely on um and then the last two pieces are some of the weird tech so yeah i would say uh these are
0: cool but also swappable this is this is kind of the room to play area yep so Um, this is
1: the room to play area i think given the way people are playing right now halls of hidden mm -hmm. eyes is one that i've found to be extremely powerful Mm. Um, if people stop playing so much with cover it's not quite as devastating but like Mm. (laughs) there have been games where i just put it down turn one and i'm like well uh, I don't know what your game plan is, but if it involves cover, <laughs> you're not going to be happy because suddenly putting fighters on smash up to five, sixths chance to succeed on a dice are yeah really painful. Yeah. Um, and it lasts the whole game. Nobody yep. plays waypoints. So this is right. also like an auto score for promise of destruction almost. Yeah. Because nobody's ever gotten rid of it in a game that I've played it.
0: Yeah. Um, Be interesting to see if we we get any more domains that we're interested in down the line.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think if if there is another powerful waypoint, this probably becomes a less viable strategy. But as of Mm -hmm. right now, like it's basically daring people to stand on cover because if they do, my attacks almost always are going to succeed, Mm -hmm. Um, which is crazy to think about. Because and you if you thought it. that was a crazy card, I oh, haven't man. heard anything yet. And so. now, now the craziest card of them all. This is probably something that most people would look at and be like, "Phil, you're dumb. You're you're <laughs> drunk. Go home. Don't don't play this." Uh, but I've played it and it's worked out amazingly every single time I've used it. Ooh, I've been right. very happy with it, which is weird. But um, so this is this is a card, Burning Wrath. Mm-hmm. most people probably have no idea what this does <laughs> um this this is from the arena mortis from uh dire Chasm, right uh yeah arena yeah. mortis two. yeah yep uh so you choose a friendly fighter um this is a persisting gambit so it'll last for a while <laughs> we'll get to the the end condition here uh while it's in play you can re-roll any number of attack dice in this fighter's attack rolls that's pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, reroll all your dice. Hmm, what's the all catch? your dice? Yeah, it's straight up
0: good, especially good if you're getting multiple attacks. So, yep. if you're scything, if right you're with the mighty swing, or if you're mighty swing, yeah, very, yeah, very yeah. powerful. Yeah. Uh, what's tell me the- more. This sounds <laughs> like a busted card.
1: Yeah, what's the catch? Um, so at the start of each of your activations, you deal one damage to the fighter <laughs> that this is applied to. <laughs> 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 this effect will persist until the fighter is taken out of action. Which will be very, very soon. It will <laughs> be very quickly. Um, so, yeah, I'm probably crazy. But uh, the way I've been able to use this has been twofold. One, you either put it on a fighter that uh, you really want to make a guaranteed attack with. So, like a Karsus who's got scything and has berserker rage on and then you're Mm -hmm. like okay yolo uh we are gonna be three dice three damage scything and we reroll all the dice Mm -hmm. uh that has meant multiple kills multiple times for me Mm -hmm. Uh, the other way to use this has been to say i want to make one attack that's guaranteed to happen and i need to make Mm -hmm. sure that garrick is dead because i have lost leader in my hand right you charge with this on he's dead (laughs) like it's gonna happen yeah um so that's been useful and then a cute trick that i've pulled off one time is that you use it on the final activation of a round Mm -hmm. and then you take the first activation of the next round and you get to get two charges off with it oh yeah sure uh which felt great when i got to do it um I don't think it's going to come up all that much mm-hmm. but i i don't know it's i've never missed an attack while it's on because you're mm-hmm. re-rolling all your dice and when i need to kill a fighter i can make sure it happens so it's just mm-hmm. fit the deck for right now um i think there are probably other cards that would be safer to use but it felt mm-hmm. fun and i was like let's try it out and it's I mean, just there's work.
0: there's hardly any other deck that you're gonna include this in. Oh so, no, like, you would never. You gotta, you gotta give it a rip, and <laughs> the, the one that it'll take. You will never
1: uh, play this anywhere else.
0: Yeah, and some other mini synergies is you can use it to trigger fueled by slaughter. You know, so yep. uh, use it to kill off Arnold at the, and so it happened at the start of your activation. React with fueled by slaughter. Take a chap with Saik, and then go charge with Seik if he hasn't gone yet. Or you know, like you can. Yep. You can kill off a little fighter to get two high quality attacks uh, essentially in this one activation yeah um yeah the uh yeah, pretty pretty nuts um <laughs> and, and then uh there's there's more uh there's more primacy denial in there there is which, you know, i mean some... yeah but
1: like <laughs> at that point you're kind of just like yeah sure this, this sure, sure. is nuts um, yeah you're not you're not doing smart things playing this but it you know sometimes it works out mm-hmm. uh you can just be crazy enough um and yeah, and then so the upgrades are mostly just standard stat boosts for yeah. in... Be-
0: before we get into this, we talked about some of the some of the gambits that you know were potential swaps. Yeah. Uh I will say when you first sent this to me, I took a look at it. And then a few hours later, when I woke up on the floor, uh, <laughs> I I uh I counted up the number of pushes again and came up with one barging forward. Yeah, I was like, oh, my God. Uh, it is interesting. You know, those pushes are in there for positioning um, and you are kind of leaning on speed boosts to do that for you instead. Yes. Um, and and a little bit of other stuff. You got uh, an extra range weapon over here. But uh, anyway, carry on. So your upgrades here. We already <laughs> talked about <laughs> Frenzy. It's in there. It's Frenzy. plus one damage yep. on charges.
1: Works with scything. That's great. Yep. Uh, and then the other one that is probably should be cut but i felt like had a, enough of a place is grizzly trophy mm-hmm. um this is for folks who uh, weren't around at this time this was of the uh age of let's give extra glory for kills if you've upgraded a fighter with one of these things mm-hmm. um, so both corn war bands had one there was book of offerings and trophy belt Mm-hmm. And they've since realized that these things are busted uh, <laughs> if they're universal. Um, yeah. The infaction ones are fine. Yeah. Um. But if you're playing against large warbands, so things like ghouls, uh, gets, and spalkar guard, this can cause games to get way out of hand. Mm. Um. One or two kills with this on suddenly is an extra two or three glory Mm -hmm. and that's a really big deal um so it has a place i don't know that it's always gonna need to be here but i'd like to have it as sort of that option um and then there's there's a lot of damage boosts so savage strength great strength berserker rage which is also an accuracy boost Mm -hmm. um and then there's weapons that are effectively just there to be damage boosts for Targo and Arnulf. Mm-hmm. The Soul Tooth Dagger. And then the Wicked Lash, which is sort of a weird one. Um Yeah.
0: I like both those because Soul Tooth Dagger, it's three dice, so it helps with uh it gets a reroll, which helps with branching fate. Yep. Um or digging for those crits or whatever. Uh and wicked lash was surprisingly good. Um and uh tell me how you ended up with that in there.
1: Honestly, I landed on this one because I have so many things in the deck that hurt my own fighters. Exactly. So I was like, hey, this is a reach to effectively 3 fury 2 damage attack, and sometimes mm-hmm. it will be 4 fury for 3 damage because yeah. the opponent has already taken some damage. Yeah. Um and the reach 2 ended up being a really big thing to push it over the edge. Yeah, uh, but you can pretty much guarantee it's always going to be at least the three fury two damage, and since it's three fury two damage with reach two, it's really good. Yeah, um, I've had some crazy plays with this with fueled by slaughter, um, mm-hmm. because standing in the middle of a group of fighters with reach two means you have reach on a lot of people. Yeah, and if anybody dies all of a sudden, you're just like, and I'll whip somebody else. Yeah. Um, yeah i really like this one i think it'll be hard to replace when we hit rotation sure Uh, but i think it's pretty good um and since it's reach two you do get the damage boosts from all of everything except berserk rage berserker rage only works on range one
0: yeah um the um the while we're on the subject of weapons if you were to try this deck and uh try to keep let the blood flow in uh that's that three successful attack or three different fighters making a successful attack i think i think in that case you probably take a hard look at uh, something like phantom fists yes that uh you can get a quality attack with the stagger to help other people in early um so uh that's one i'd I'd really consider finding room for if you were a player that wanted to try the uh, let the blood flow yes
1: and i Um, think that if you really wanted to lean in that direction as well. And if you were going to have illusions, there's also the chaos uh, surge for making an attack with an illusion. Oh, that's right. Um, which is a nice one. It was actually one I looked at early, but I was like, you need to run at least three illusions to do that. Yeah. I wasn't committed yeah. to running them, but mm-hmm. um, it's pretty solid. So it is something to consider. Mm. Um, so that's, that's actually most of the upgrades uh, most of it's pretty bare bones like you're just trying to be deadly um yep the other pieces that are here there's driven by envy um yep. listen to is, nick on that one yeah, yeah yeah and it's been good um yeah. plus one move by itself is nice because these guys are already pretty fast so just being a little faster is enough uh and being able to go after a leader can sometimes be a big deal especially if you can load up like sake with this so he's going mm-hmm. in early as three smash three damage cleave yeah um can be pretty nice yeah and then uh the last two uh so there's gifted bulk just because sometimes you do want to make a fighter last a little bit longer and it's free um at some point you'll get a kill you just slap this on uh one of your three fighters i think that's usually where i've seen it be useful Mm-hmm. um is when i care about sake or um carsis looking like mm-hmm. they're probably going to go down so i'll just mm-hmm. make them four wounds so they don't get one shot mm-hmm. and then screaming demise is the last one um just this because... is, uh,
0: react to an attack action taking your fighter out and throw a charge on somebody yeah is...
1: because okay. throwing a charge choking on someone can be really tough and it makes your opponent have to think really hard about <laughs> whether they can commit to killing the fighter who has mm-hmm. this on them mm-hmm. um this is another one I'm, I'm like on the fence about but it's been psychologically useful i don't think it's actually come up because nobody's killed them
0: <laughs> well um, you know you never know what uh decisions you forced but i think this falls into that same category as in since it where you're looking at it, you're saying like this doesn't technically play into my main strategy here yeah um it's just a really good card for a warband that expects to have fighters die um mm-hmm. you know that that have terrible defensive profiles so <laughs> the uh, worst <laughs> so like why why not yeah actually worst in the game um so why not maybe just uh, include this and and uh you know get some benefit from that so but I, I think this is one of the ones relatively high on the chopping block if you wanted to if you thought you didn't have enough damage or didn't have enough accuracy or something like that, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and something I've, I've even started looking at was like, okay, how many of these cards would rotate if rotation happened today? Mm. And it's, it's a good number of them. Uh, and mm-hmm. we definitely would need to find some more damage. So sure. um, it, it would probably go, although there's so many things that would be leaving that maybe it would just fill all the other damage slots with yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. those. But yeah, But that's the deck um i've loved it so far i think it's super fun it's a great change of pace i don't think can you give me a a rough rundown of uh, what you've played against with it yes so i have played into soul raid Gits, uh cunning crew twice Mm -hmm. um kagra's it was it was actually it was like we tried to play a best of three but one of the games went so poorly for alex that we played another one um mm-hmm. so just three games into alex's Kagras. Mm-hmm. uh shadeborn uh not far striders what's the xandar's truth seekers yeah and that is it i want to okay. say is it is a, it's a yeah. good number i've played a sure. lot of games with it now i just, sure, sure what nine 10? and uh and i played them
0: into the uh mad mob so
1: oh nice um,
0: uh, and that, that was a, a, mad mob build that wanted to brawl. So Garrix is yeah. very happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, tell me, I'm, I'm interested because Shadeborn's out there a lot. I was, it was one of those things where you like, okay, like here's this deck. Um, uh, and actually before we run down that, uh, I, am I correct in that your, uh, your soul raid game, you were actually wiped out
1: and one,
0: or is that one of the other ones? Oh, there was no, some game that, was,
1: you... that was another game. Um, yeah. Uh. I think actually that was the Shadeborn game, actually, that all my fighters oh, okay. died. Um, no, the Soul Raid game, I I had a hot start with Mighty Swing, and all of Skylar's fighters were dead at action six.
0: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess uh, enough speed to get to them before they they uh, their profiles bump up, you know. And well, you, if you can...
1: he also yeah. came to me oh all right uh i think so so basically what happened is he came to me which set up a, a spot where i could go and mighty swing three people
2: mm-hmm. so he had to burn
1: pushes to stop that mm-hmm. then i got to just do it on two and killed both of them and it's like well oh, you're oh down to two fighters like yeah this is bad um uh yeah
0: interesting i what thought the shadeborn one would be interesting because uh you are pinging your own fighters quite a bit. So you're giving them easier inspires. Yes, they did inspire um, very easily. The flip <laughs> side is that they have, you know, if they've got uh, suffocating mist and uh, was it rippling shadow, rippling darkness? Yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, often, actually, I'm seeing a lot of lethal ward from them now. If you don't give to hoots about uh, <laughs> about the feature tokens those are those are cards where he's got to figure out how to like push you onto one so that he can trigger one of those yes or here he or she uh whoever's playing them um so i was like ah oh, that's that's kind of interesting and then with enough speed and aggression if you can get in there before they they uh get a chance to power up and uh all, all the uh teleport tricks in the world if they're if you're right down their gullet right away uh, it can be be challenging
1: so yeah yeah and, so So what ended up happening was that it was really hard to get started on them for some reason. Um, Mm. And I think, I think they actually just played really well because I threw down halls right away. And -hmm. then they basically just got off of cover. They just weren't (laughs) standing on them at all, which felt weird because I was like, they're going to guaranteed stay on cover because they like need it. Yeah. Uh, Just abandoned it completely. And then just brawled. And Mm. Well, they did very well brawling and were killing my fighters. I could score more than they could. Um, Mm. So I managed to pick off two of their fighters. They killed my whole war band. And that
0: it sounds like seven dead fighters. It sounds
1: like seven dead fighters. And so (laughs) then I was able to uh, just rack up the glory. Um, Yeah. Nothing, nothing
0: uh, more delicious than a win uh, after the fact, after being wiped out.
1: Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a weird, a weird situation to be like, so yeah, here's my end phase for seven um, <laughs> because all my fighters are dead. <laughs> um, but that's actually how this deck kind of blows things out at the end a lot because mm. uh, there's yeah. enough fighters dead that I'm like, well, I know I've got pure carnage. I know I've got corn cares not. I'm scoring first so I can pick up mm-hmm. lost leader. Get seven.
0: Well, that's fun. Uh, I think. Some of my takeaways from uh, having tried this out a little bit, having talked to you multiple times about it is, uh, you know, what we are not saying is that, hey, take this warband, take this build. It's going to top all the tables. What we are Probably saying not. is that <laughs> it, can, it, it can be surprisingly good. Uh, yep. People are less used to playing against a sideways strategy so maybe if you you know try one of those other ones we talked about that find a magic build or, or whatever or even a warband that's not up there uh so often mm-hmm. uh and there's some sometimes it's just the the fun of like trying out a new puzzle or an old puzzle that we love dearly and talk about yeah. probably enough to make people sick of like, people <laughs> probably. are probably <like, laughs> we get it what the heck's you guys like Reaver is yeah cool.
1: find something we're, else we're just some underworld's um, boomers over here talking about <laughs> i remember Shade Spar box days reavers into the, the steel heart it's all day yeah uh but uh
0: you know just uh don't underrate the the fun especially in a, a situation like this where we've had a little bit of a, a static like we haven't had a new release for a little while uh, and so sometimes yeah. that's a, uh, that's a good way to keep things fresh for yourself is try to try out a new war band, try out something really off the wall and you might, uh, you might happen on something that's uh, surprisingly decent.
1: So. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would definitely say like, if, if this is not enough of a call to experiment, um, we have some old episodes about doing some mad scientist stuff too, mm-hmm. but, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, especially when stuff feels like it's starting to become set in stone, that's the time to go experiment because you can find mm-hmm. the thing that is like just on a different enough vector that people A won't be expecting it and B won't probably have tools in their toolbox for it. Mm-hmm. And they'll just be like, "Oh no, what do I do now?" <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, um, if if folks out there have their own weird off-the-wall builds they've been trying send them our way i would love yeah, to totally hear more about them yeah
0: yeah uh i think that's gonna do it for us today um yeah when in doubt try something out that's uh that's fun uh we have our usuals here you can talk to us we're on twitter at wthcast or email whatthehexcast at gmail.com uh if you lose track of finding any events, uh, or, or podcasts or anything, there's, uh, the mortal realms.com, uh, pretty easy to navigate that. We also thank that, uh, that network for having us on there, um, letting us, uh, be part of that cool crew. Um, it runs a discord where, uh, always got more people filtering in. Um, I'm surprised. Uh, it's one of these things where, you know, I've been playing, these games long enough that you feel like, yeah, I just kind of know about what's out there. Uh, the number of times somebody like drops into that Discord and says, "Yeah, I just heard about this," or like, "I just, I just heard about what the heck," or "I just heard about Dogs of Warcry." I was like, "Oh, well, cool." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, uh, I forget that like there's people coming and going in the hobby, or returning all the time, anything yeah, like that. Sure. So, uh, coming up next, we're begging you, show us, <laughs> show us some light at the end of the nether maze, uh, give us, give us the We were promised, Um uh, if, if, uh, we're hoping to, uh, that we, we get a chance to talk about them, um, in the event that they drop, uh, before our next episode is due, it should be two weeks from, uh, this release, uh, we will see what we can do to hustle out a, a faster release. Um, mm-hmm. we, we do try to maintain our, uh, once every two week schedule. Um, uh, but, uh, uh, we'll, uh, we'll let you know if that doesn't happen. We have some more, uh, things on the, on the various burners. There's, there's the, uh, background of every war band sort of thing. Uh, we may do some live deck builds, um, with some, you know, get a, get another one of these ideas. If you have another, uh, outside the, uh, outside the lines, uh, deck, uh, you want to chat about it, drop me a line we uh, we've had a lot of guests. And if you got something interesting, we'd be happy to, to, uh, work it over with you. Yeah. Um, but Phil, I got a question for you. Sure. Yeah. Hey, did, did you actually, this is news to me. Uh, when they reprint a card, I always, cause they'd reprinted it, hold objective one, you know, so many times that uh-huh. as far as I could tell the first few times I checked, they kept the flavor text the same on that. Do you know that they do not always keep the flavor text the same on these uh,
1: reprints? Oh, really? I had no yeah. idea.
0: Well, I'm going to ask you a card uh, that has been reprinted. I'm going to read you both of the uh, quotes that have ever been printed <laughs> on this card. All right. and You're going to see if you can tell me what it is. So, butchered bodies litter the shadow-shrouded streets of the mirrored city. Or, blood, blood, blood for corn.
1: Carsis the Chained. Yeah, well, that one's pure carnage, I think. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. (laughs) That's interesting, though. Uh, I had no idea that they would have changed it. I mean, I guess that makes sense because he's on that card now and he He wasn't there before. Uh, who was on it before?
0: Uh, you used to have um, the uh, Iron Skulls boys, Skurzag, yeah, one of. Uh, I think it might actually be a bone cut of, uh, looking at it, but oh, it's, it's a little hard to tell. So, um, There's a Warp yeah. that I haven't played in a while. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, I, it was a thing where I looked at that card and I was like, oh, that's funny. I, I don't remember Karsis being quoted on this thing. It, isn't it? I don't remember being on the original art. Yeah. I remember being kind of tickled that he was on the reprint. Wouldn't it be funny if he was just always quoted, and he just finally yeah. fought his way to the to the front of the uh, the <laughs> screenshot to to get in there? And so then I went looking. And I was like, "Oh, you know what? He wasn't. And they they overhauled it altogether." Oh, so that's funny. That's that might be a bigger research project. Figure out how many of these have changed. But, oh yeah. Uh, that's it. So your recommended listening for this episode uh, is from uh, the Kill 'Em All album by Metallica theme there and then a little shout out to your wicked lash uh, i picked the track whiplash for it so uh if uh if you haven't watched stranger things and gotten into metallica there's another push for you sure so, uh that'll do it for what the heck's i've been davy and this is phil She's, uh, I don't know, uh, I don't even know if I want to edit it in, whisper, uh, man, I'm just talking all over myself, but the, you know.